Welcome to Careers and Mental Health Conversations. This is the podcast where we discuss career counselling, career guidance, mental health awareness and mental health training in the workplace. With your hosts, Patrick, Sally, Tina and Amy. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Australia's first ever online workplace mental health induction. You can learn more about a custom induction for your business by visiting www.mentallywellworkplaces.com.au. Hey Tina, welcome to this week's episode of Careers and Mental Health Conversations. We wanted to talk a bit about today how remote workers, stay-at-home workers can help um, you know, have some routine, set some structure, deal, deal with anxious moments and basically set themselves up for success because we don't know how long this is for. Uh, we, we hope it's short term, we prepare for long term and everything mm. in between, but th- there's little things we can all do to help ourselves, help each other and try and keep each other in business as long as we can, right? But yeah, so things that we can do when we move into remote working or isolation or wh- whatever we want to be calling it, um, I think one of the most important things that we need to do is accept that there's going to be anxiety around this. I mean, you'd have to be made of stone not to find the uh, the situation that we're all in to be anxiety provoking and it's perfectly normal to feel that so yeah there's lots of things that we can do to manage our anxiety we need to accept that it's going to be there to a degree our focus really should be on doing things that we know helps lessen um, our anxiety and one of the most important things that I think is structure it's very easy to lose structure and routine when we're working remotely but it is essential, really. We are, we, you know, we actually thrive with structure and routine. We are naturally ritualistic to a certain extent. We tend to follow the same um, kind of patterns every day. Uh, and if we get out of the habit of doing that, then it, it can make us feel unsettled and, and raise our anxiety levels. So routine is really important. Going to bed at the same time every night, waking at the same time every morning. It's not to say that we can't enjoy the fact that we're not commuting anymore or, you know, maybe have a little bit more of a of a, a sleep in or take your cup of tea back to bed and um, and put the TV on or whatever, but keeping to a routine is really important. So when you wake up, treat it like a normal work day. Yeah. Is that something you're you're thinking? So try and follow the normal day. For me, I walk the dog really early um, before the kids are up and uh, try and get that done. And so obviously I should keep doing that. What can I do to set a routine knowing that from here on in, the kids are probably actually going to be at home? How can I sort of set up a a routine that's going to work for me? Yeah. Well, I think if we can go as close to a routine, the same routine as if we were working. So you're right about treating it like a working day. Um, And if it's possible to to follow some kind of uh, a routine before the children are up and about, then absolutely do that. Don't spend the day in your pyjamas working off of your off of your couch. You set yourself up with a with a workstation, um, shower, dress as if you're going to work. I don't mean wearing like a three piece suit. You, you're known for your three piece suits, Pat. <laughs> I am. But this isn't the time necessary for that. Yeah. But but you know, <laughs> a, a nice shirt, comfortable jeans, or whatever, as opposed to being in um, in your pajamas. Because actually, the way that we dress and the way that we present ourselves does affect the way that we feel. And then for myself, definitely, you know, putting some makeup on, doing my hair as if um, somebody's going to see me, as opposed to you don't want to see what. I'm I'm like when I don't do that. So, you know, treating the day as a work day, I think is is pretty fair advice. Sure. What about setting up a workspace? So I've got uh, a desk down 
stairs uh, at my house. Uh, you know, works. It's I can set up my laptop there. I can sort of have everything structured to a certain degree. Uh, do you recommend that people try and set up a space as similar to what they, you know, would have in in their normal office as as they can if if they've got that luxury? Yeah, definitely. And I know not everybody does have that that luxury, but I would definitely suggest a workspace that's outside of the bedroom or outside of relaxing areas in your house. So, you know, ideally outside of your lounge room. And a lot of people are setting up on their dining room tables, for example. Um, but a space that you can leave to, to have a break. So that, and, and also the ergonomics too. So my husband's bringing his work chair home. Yeah. Um, and I'll use the study chair um, to make sure that we're comfortable as well. I think um, that's important. I've got really. a really poor chair at home which makes me not want to sit at that desk. Yes. Uh, I've got a really nice chair here in our office, uh, which I'm going to take home because for me, if you don't want to sit at the desk, you've, you've got a big problem. Yes. Uh, it's easy to conform and sit on the couch and be a bit of a sloth. But then you've got the TV at your um, immediate disposal. So yeah. the, I think it's important to eliminate uh, things that are going to distract you quite easily, like jumping onto the TV or a bit of Netflix here and there. Uh, have a desk in a as quiet area as you can. Uh, set up as similar to what you might have in an office space. Yeah. You, use what you've got at your discretion, but yeah, try and avoid that. Just sitting somewhere, relaxing. Absolutely. Um, what about communication styles? As we tend to isolate ourselves, communication can drop, or we, you know, it's it's easier per se to send an email or a text with something you might have just, you know. Uh, yelled out across the office or, or sort of gone and spoken to a, a colleague about how should we best communicate in, in times like these because it's it's quite easy to lose messaging, mm. um, the effect, effectiveness of a message if we don't communicate properly yeah. uh, can make can make jobs and work harder. Definitely. Yeah, if we're not all on the same page. And I think when it comes to us considering what isolation means, we kind of tend to think that it means that we're going to be completely disconnected. And actually, you know, in this day and age, thankfully, you know, with technology, we're not, we are more connected than ever. But it's important that we engage in that connection as much as possible. You know, emails are great, but it does lose, as you say, some of the intent and you can misinterpret. And also when you're working from home, if you're having conversations, like lots of conversations over emails back and forth, just the pinging of the emails mm. can feel like it's overwhelming. It is this, a, you know, people, have, you, you've got a group message, um, a group email, and people are sending their thoughts. Now, how are you doing? I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Actually, the constant pinging of the emails can be really um, quite stressful. Um, so, it, it, building into your routine opportunities to have face to face connections with people using Skype or FaceTime or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, Google Hangouts if you're on Android. Yeah, yep. I, I think it's really important. I mean, you don't have to, you, you know, you don't have to wear a ball gown. Mm. Just, <laughs> you know, it, it just it make sure that you're corporate from the the waist up. <laughs> waist up, yeah. And you know, maybe just just do your hair. Um, and but but do try and have some kind of face to face interaction yeah. with people. So clothes mandatory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not optional. Or from the waist up. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Um, and the other thing is by using those tools, Zoom, Skype, FaceTime. You see each other's faces, you get cues, body language cues. It, it just makes you feel a bit more connected, right? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I think it's really it makes important. makes things feel a bit more real. I think so anyway. Yeah. On to one of your favorite topics, sleep. Yeah. Really important that we don't get sidetracked from um, 
sitting up late, just watching, binge watching mm. thing. Sleep's so important to how we feel, to how we interact with other people, to our mental health. So what tips can we give to remote workers, people working from home in regards to keeping a, a sleep routine? Yeah. So look, I think there's, there's some of us work better first thing in the morning and some of us are more alert and work better later in the evening. So if you're one of those people that works better later in the evening, it's important that you do try and keep to some kind of schedule so that you're not sitting at your home workstation at 11 o'clock at night getting work done and then putting the TV on to, to have a bit of downtime or whatever and not getting to bed till one o'clock in the morning and then your alarm's going off at six. So we need to be getting between seven and nine hours of good quality sleep every night um, to stay mentally well. So I think it's important that when you have finished for the day working at a reasonable time, close everything down, make sure that that, that your workstation um, and uh, all your, your work things are outside of the bedroom so that that place is the quiet, quiet place. And then adopting some really good sleep hygiene um, habits such as avoiding alcohol, nicotine, caffeine, close to bedtime, uh, eating uh, an evening meal not too late um, and not too carb heavy. Uh, all of those kinds of things, maybe practicing some meditation if that's your thing. Uh, if not, it could be listening to music, anything that's going to relax you, a um, nice warm bath. And, it, and it, these sound like kind of really wishy-washy things, but they are so important to leading us into a good good night's sleep. And then the early morning, morning waking that we tend to get when we're stressed, like I'm, I'm a classic for that. Um, and I'm at the moment, I'm conscious that I've been doing the wrong things, which I'm going to be turning around. So uh, waking up at, you know, tend to be waking up between four and four thirty at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I am in bed at nine, but um, because I've been waking so early, but waking at four, four thirty in the morning, the first thing I'm doing is going down and putting the UK news on. Yeah, that, see, that's that's a good point. Mm. I, I've, I stir early. I've got a six-month-old at home, so we're um, we're up at random hours. But it's really important not to roll over and just digest social media yeah. and news straight away, whether it's phone or, or TV. But at the moment, we feel as if we need to because yeah. things are changing and we want to be up to date with it. But it's such a double-edged sword because we're processing so much information at one time that's not doing our mental health or our sleep any good to have this level of constant news just flooding our our screens and in our yeah. brains. Like it's, but it's hard to switch off. It is. Yeah. But I'm for myself. I'm I am making a conscious effort now. I I, I am up to date with what's going on. Yeah. I'm not going to miss anything. Getting up at four thirty in the morning, putting the UK news on, and making a coffee. I'm not listening to my own advice, and I'm going to stop doing that. I have to stop doing that. So I think it's important that we. You know, we, 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 we do pull ourselves into line when we mm. find we're going down that. And also, you know, one of the other tips for managing anxiety, particularly in uncertain times such as this, is to set aside worry windows. So times in our day when we will allow ourselves to look at the things that might raise our anxiety because we do need some knowledge around what's going on, but limiting it. So it could be something like, OK, I will put the news on at six and I will listen to the headlines um, and, uh, and then I'll turn it off. Yeah. And then I, I'm not going to um, uh, 
be tempted or I'm going to work hard not to be tempted to be catching up on things on social media, you know, taking things off of your computer so you don't have easy access to social media or yeah. other news sites so that you can um, wean yourself off of this need for constant information because all it does is fuel our anxiety. Oh, 100%. For me, I've um, I've got an a- Apple phone. I've got an app on there or it's built into the, the iOS system where it restricts the times that I can view, um, get right. notifications and yeah. view apps. At the moment, if I hear it, I'll check it. Yeah. But if I've got that app blocking it, then I've, I'm basically sticking to that and saying, no, I've, I've got my feed for the day. Um, I'm cooked. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we, you, we've got to manage it. We have mm. to manage it. We've got yeah. to be um, really conscious yeah, of doing it. Yeah, it's hard. That. And yeah. my, my iPhone usage has gone up. It sends me reports. Mm. Um, it used to be a couple hours a day on, on the screen and it's, it's nearly doubled in the last two weeks and I'm very conscious of that now. Yeah. And I like those reports that Apple sends me saying your time has gone up because mm. it reminds me that, right, I'm consuming way too much. Too much, much. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I don't want to but I, I sort of do Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Much. I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 But uh, at the moment I feel like I've had my capacity. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah me too. I can't take too much more in. No. So. Now, I'm going to bundle these two in together. They're, they're two topics that sort of go hand in hand, nutrition and exercise. Yeah. Uh, how important are these to stay-at-home workers? Because in general, the, these are both very important to mental health. Uh, we tend to maybe lose our way a little bit in uncertain times with, with both of these. And I think now they've shut gyms down and boot camps and stuff that people love to do mm. recreationally. It's tough for people who have gym memberships who now don't know what to do if they're mm. isolating. How, how can we sort of navigate nutrition and exercise? Yeah, such a hard one that, Pat, especially if you're like me. Um, I find it harder to eat well when I'm working, when I'm at home. Yeah, uh, like I, I do. I have to really consciously. But gut health and mental health um, are intrinsically linked together. Good gut health contributes to good mental health. And so eating a diet that, that's, you know, full of nutrition. I, I mean, I, I'm not one of somebody that um, thinks that we shouldn't live all things by in moderation because I do. But I think it, 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 even if you try and incorporate into your day when you're working from home, um, eating more fruit, for example, um, and one of the best ways that we can adopt new habits is to piggyback a new habit off of an existing habit. So, for example, if every time I go to put the kettle on to make a cup of tea, um, I grab a piece of fruit. Or, or, or have a, a bowl of um, um, a fruit salad ready um, and eat some of the fruit salad whilst I'm waiting for the kettle to boil. We piggyback it off of a habit that we're already doing. And there's lots of things that we do routinely through the day. We are ritualistic people. Absolutely. So introducing new healthy habits off the back of the things that we do habitually anyway is, yeah. is a really, um, a really easy way uh, to begin to incorporate you know, more nutrition. Yeah. And obviously trying to prepare um, you know, good, healthy dinners and things. And I, I don't want to bang on about it, but it is really, really important just to watch what we're eating um, and not reach for the biscuit tin or, Well, you know. it's hard not to boredom eat. And when you're at home, you've got all your food there that you otherwise wouldn't have in a work environment. And we've decided as of today, I've got three kids, two are at school. These kids can bloody eat. <laughs> if we don't have a lunchbox, yeah. like they're eight and five, but my God, they can eat. If we don't have a normal lunchbox routine, they're going to eat us out of house and home, which is an issue at the moment. Yeah, that's right. You don't really want to go into supermarkets at the yeah. moment if you can avoid it. 
So we, we've both agreed to set uh, my my two school age kids a lunchbox, and that food is theirs during school hours of when we they're going to be now homeschooled. Whether we can stick to that, I don't know. I'll, That's I'll a good touch plan. Back later. Yeah. But I was thinking probably for myself, I'm going to need to do the same thing because it's so bloody easy to walk past the fridge and just duck in and grab or the pantry or whatever. Yeah. But things can get out of control if we're always doing that. Diets can sort of be skewed. Yeah. It's important to maybe focus on trying to set yourself a plan of what you would normally eat and try mm. and stick to that. Definitely. Yeah. But look, if you have a day as I have many times, when, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do well today, I'm going to, um, you know, this is what I'm going to prepare for my lunch and this is what we're having for dinner and I'm not going to, and then I find myself um, you know, dipping into the biscuit tin or grabbing some chips, it doesn't matter. It's not the end of the world. We'll just try again tomorrow. And just because you eat unhealthily at one point during the day, it doesn't mean that it cancels out the rest of the day and, oh, my gosh, it's terrible and I've given in and I, the next meal, try and make a healthy meal. Yeah. Um, and, and don't beat yourself up about it too much. But I think, you know, we do need to be quite rigid with ourselves around, um, you know, these are the things I'm going to try and eat today so that I can stay well. Because you, you, you'll be lethargic if you don't eat well, if you're, if you're eating sugars, uh, foods that are high in, in sugars or processed food, it will actually fuel your anxiety. It does, yeah. it does increase Barely. our anxiety. Because when we feel anxious, um, one of the, um, the things that happens is we release glucose into our body, which spikes our blood sugar levels, which makes us want to grab something sugary. And then that becomes a vicious cycle. Yeah, and look, try and look on the positive side. There may never be a better time in your history to start going for that jog. Yes. Start riding, do the power walk or do whatever it is that you've had your sights on. Just because we're self-isolating doesn't mean we can't go out and exercise. That's we can. right. We're not allowed to form in groups. But you might never had a better time in your life to run 2Ks, 5Ks, yeah. 10Ks and do it at a time that works for you. So When which, this is over, we're going to be ripped, Pat. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> if we can stay motivated. <laughs> I know. It's a double-edged it's sword, true. right? But exercise um, keeps you motivated. Yeah. It releases endorphins. You, you feel more energetic. Even though you feel tired afterwards, eventually you build up um, some real energy levels yeah. and you want to go out and do it. So uh, I, I recommend trying the things that you've been putting off forever and a day. Uh, I believe Chris Hemsworth, one of the numerous celebrities, has just released a free workout at home guide. So if oh, you want to look like it? Thor, yeah, never been a better time. It's free at the moment. Uh, <laughs> I, I understand a lot of other influencers. I'm not on Instagram, but I understand a lot of them are releasing um, how to become ripped in your lounge room style right. guides. Yeah. So and and a lot of people are giving at the moment without return. So. A lot of this stuff is free. Brilliant. Uh, I know there's a lot of uh, meditation apps out there which have lowered their payment gate walls and you nice. can join for free at the moment. And oh, you that's can share brilliant. That. Yeah. 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 So, look, there's a uh, little rays of light for all these, you know, negativity out there at the moment. There's little things that yeah. are happening online which can help you stay mentally well, fit, yeah. uh, motivated on track. Yeah, it's an opportunity to focus on ourselves and, yeah. and give ourselves permission to do that because yeah. we can, we, we're only going to benefit from yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, which, which falls in nicely to, to um, something you're really keen on and that's sort of having your leisure time, having mm. your downtime. So mix up your work day with, with time that you would need to take, you know, out for yourself and maybe whether it's exercise or reading a book or whatever. Yeah. Um, how important is having that 
you time, that leisure time. It's crucial. Yeah. It is. Especially when we are experiencing these unusually high levels of anxiety around the uncertainty of the situation. So um, in order for us to uh, replenish the, uh, the the hormones and the chemicals that we release when we're anxious, in order to replenish it with the feel-good hormones and chemicals, we need to do things that we enjoy. So those things that we um, can do that bring us joy or bring us peace, there is no one thing that's going to be good for everybody. It doesn't mean that we have to sit under a tree cross-legged being zen. It's pretty much anything that's consensual and legal that we enjoy doing. And it doesn't matter if you want to watch a couple of episodes of, of your favourite TV show on Netflix or you're into gaming or you want to go for a walk or you want to go for a run or anything. It doesn't matter what it is. As long as it's something that you like doing, you're going to replenish your feel-good hormones. There's some quite comical people out there during hard times and I find that online you can actually get caught up and, and end up watching some really funny stuff that brightens your mood, lifts your spirits. You know, if you go down the rabbit hole of doom and gloom, it's hard to get out of that sometimes. So little things like that obviously help. Uh, getting outside as much as you can, mm. just just like you said, those things that normally would bring you joy. And uh, yeah, those things can really break up your day and just make you feel normal, which is important. Absolutely. And there are some people that think it's it's time wasting if we do that. Like I should, that's I'm not being productive if I'm doing those things. You are being productive if you're doing those things. Um, see, and for me, it might be something like um, you, you know. Sp- Talk, having a chat with someone that I, whose company I really enjoy, which usually involves laughing at some point, or I, you know, I've got my dog. Everybody know, everybody that knows me knows how much I love my dog. Um, so I spend some time with Dave Growl, Dave Growl, <laughs> as we call him, and uh, and and it doesn't matter what it is, but it is important that we do it. Yeah, absolutely. So we we know that it's important to to ease off on on things that are likely to make your mood bounce up and down. Drink alcohol in, medera- in moderation. Yeah, sorry what, what's that. your caffeine intake? Mm. Obviously, so um, try to avoid too too many cups of coffee. Uh, and sometimes you do that out of boredom too. You think oh, I just go and have a cup up, but mm. just think if you have too much, is it going to spike your anxiety? Is there anything else we need to be wary of? Times like this are just going to make us sort of feel not quite hundred percent. Yeah, so I would limit the access to information mm. about the coronavirus and what's going on. Um, and definitely um, try and moderate um, alcohol, which is a mood amplifier, even though it'll make us feel better to start with. The more you drink, the worse it will be, and then you'll have a hangover the next day, which will generate feelings of anxiety. Um, So that's definitely one of the things that we should avoid. But it doesn't mean that we need to deny ourselves everything that we enjoy, you know, particularly when it comes to food or whatever. We just need to keep a check on it. Yeah, absolutely. And use credible sources of information. There's a lot of opinions out there, but uh, everyone's got them right. So um, just just use Australian government data, official global World Health Organization data if you need to catch up. Uh, try to limit the regular TV shows, which are just uh, pounding us from morning to evening with not much else at the moment with, with COVID updates. Just try, I, I've, I've pulled back on, on the amount I'm watching and I think it's, it's helping a little bit. There are things happening in the world that aren't related to this. It's hard to see that at the moment. Yeah. It's really hard. But uh, just check in when you need to and, and don't 
just have the abundance of information coming at you 24-7 because yeah. it's, it's not helping. No, immerse yourself in something else. It could be work, it could be leisure, but immerse yourself in something else to the point where you realise I haven't thought about it for a while or it hasn't crossed my mind at all. So it, it's really good to immerse yourself. A distraction is a very good way of managing anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. So just to recap, for those of you uh, who are going to be working from home, remote working, staying at home, try and keep a routine Try and keep some sort of structure to your day. Uh, keep communication levels up, especially with colleagues, family members. If, if possible, try and see their face through a screen. Yeah. It does help, um, especially us feel, feel connected. Set up a professional workspace, as professional as you can in, in your own work environment. Maybe even dress as if you're going yeah. to work. Get, get that vibe as if you're going to work now. Keep, keep a real strong check on your sleep. Try and keep a, a strong sleep pattern. Maintain lengthy periods of sleep and, and try and, and not sleep in too long as well. Yeah. That's another thing. Nutrition and exercise, we know they're vital to, to mental health, but also keeping you motivated, keeping your energy levels high. Uh, enjoy your leisure time when it's there. Uh, do the things that keep you happy. Avoid stimulants, depressants, things that are going to make you bounce up and down. Yeah. And just try not to get swamped in, in the oversupply of information yes and gain perspective from somebody else that you trust that that can help to ground us as well so get in the perspective of another person um, and talking to someone that you trust about how do you feel about this or this is what's going on for me really helps absolutely and like we always say with our training with our courses anything we do with the people that we speak to regularly about keeping mentally well if you are unsure Go and see a doctor. Go and see a professional. You can get help. Ask for help if you need it. Don't mm. just sit at home in isolation and burn out to a point where it's it's too much. Yeah. Go and get help while you can if you need it, if you think you need something to, to help because that's what's there for. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's just a conversation with a GP about how you're feeling and what the impacts have been and then look at some options. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tina. I think that's great. Any, anything little you can take out of today's podcast, we hope that helps you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks very much, Pat. And for if anyone needs any more information, uh, we've actually got an online course coming out extremely soon about how to stay mentally well when working from home and being a remote worker. We're going to provide some more information on our social media feeds later this week or visit uh, mentallywellworkplaces.com.au and take care. If you enjoyed this podcast and you would like us to appear in your feed, please hit the subscribe button and you're also welcome to leave us a review. For more information, visit careerdevelopmentcentre.com.au.